podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to Footballers. I have the usual crew with me, Mets, Paul. What have you guys been doing in FIFA last week? What's occupying your time? Co-op, me and George played a bit of co-op last week. That was fun. We had really good gameplay as well, so um, we haven't played together for a while. Um, just because it hasn't worked out, but we had some fun last week and smashed some probably 12-year-olds in all reality. But we beat them nonetheless fair and square. Um, and then played a bit of weekend league this weekend, which were um, which were fun. I bought some new cards on my team and tried them out. Um, so, yeah, which it's been it's been fun. I noticed I didn't hear any updates about Memphis Depay, and I did see a leak from our producer, Jamie, a.k.a. George Coog. And he went to finish on his weak foot, and he fucked it up. Just, what, about 10 meters from goal? User error. User error, I'm saying. Who was the user? George. Oh, well, sorry, George. I just threw you under the bus there. thought it was Paul. And it was, it was timed. He's, look, he's typing rapidly now in the chat. He did time it and everything. Mm. So if he's missing green timed on his weak foot, it must be a really, really weak foot. Outside foot is what you want. But I, in all fairness, I did the SBC and was saying he'll be good. He's probably played about two full games for me all weekend just because I've used other cards. But he's been all right. He hasn't been anything special, but you've got to put your fodder somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. We're not quite getting as many gamble packs as we're used to, but uh, we got quite a bit today to go over with some gamble packs. Matt, how has foot been occupying your time? Um, I wouldn't say nearly as exciting as what Paul just described. Um, I stayed clear of weekend league because uh, I heard by the time I was getting around to maybe go through playoffs that the gameplay sucked this weekend, and that's something I could do without in my life. So skip that this week, no problem. I've actually been playing a lot of squad battles because there was, um, and yeah, this is super lame, but it was just something that I could do whilst watching stuff on YouTube or whatever, so kind of doing two things at once. And I needed to complete the Future Stars Ravella Challenge. You know, the Italian central midfielder, that kind of works in my system, so I thought that would be a good one to get. And there was another one, and I can't remember who it was. You could kind of do them both at the same time, but it wasn't a Future Stars one. It was something that came after that. It didn't need much to do. So I was basically able to get two special cards for the price of one. A lot of grind, but it gave me some packs, and it kind of occupied me a little bit. And uh, No, it was before one Foyf came out. I honestly can't remember who it was. I think it was, oh, Guiri from Lyon, or someone in France, anyway. I'm sounding like a right boomer now. But it's it's nice when you get these opportunities whereby there's some efficiency in actually playing squad battles and you can get multiple rewards for minimal effort. So I thought this is one of the, the few good times to sort of step in and do it. So that kind of kept me busy over the course of the week. So um, yeah, consolidating the club with a few new specials, doing some gamble packs, uh, overspending on... Um, Foot Fantasy, because I'm buying in far too early. I've lost a few coins on Scrinia last week. This week did the same thing with Emre Can. I'm just getting overexcited when something that takes my fancy comes up. So I should have kept my powder dry, especially not being fully aware of the fact that the games of which 
their upgrades will be assessed upon don't start until the 17th of March, I believe. So that was me thinking, oh, there's some easy wins for these cars this weekend, getting early. Nah, unfortunately not. So uh, do your research, folks. I don't want to think I'm a podcaster or something. Well, I noticed you said you like to do both those guys at the same time. Did you enjoy doing them both at the same time? Not as much as, as they enjoyed it. Mm. That's a good answer, actually. I did forget something. I started playing on my new account, this one, my second account this weekend, and that were loads of fun. In Division 10, using non-rare centre-backs in first few games and stuff, that, that was just fun, like... Yeah, I had lots of fun just fucking about doing that because every pack you open at that stage, it's potentially something that can go in your team. I packed a gold Kimpembe and were buzzing because it fit in my team. And, you know, playing on like 14 chem or whatever it was. So that that was good fun yesterday as well. Yeah, it kind of goes to show you then it really confirms the fact that the beginning of foot is always the best part of foot. Even at team of the season, it's... The beginning is always the best. It's just new. It's everything is is usable with respect to where you're at in the in the game. So I always enjoy that too. What about the team two here? We have team two. We haven't discussed this one yet. I want to talk about Eden Hazard because while he's got potential to be upgraded, I feel like he's only got potential to get one, maybe two upgrades because we know he's not going to get the appearances, and he hasn't scored a league goal or an assist all year. Is this simply flash and hype? And will people overlook the fact that he's not going to go very much as far as step boosts? Yeah, I think he's one of them. I think if he was playing regularly and it were the hazard of a few years ago, the price would probably reflect that. But he's like 650 at the moment. He might get a couple of upgrades. But yeah, he's... He's not getting two goals and two assists, I don't think, is he? Real Madrid's not exactly playing great domestic play. While Champions League, they're dominating, but domestically, they haven't been fantastic. Matt, where does this sit with you? Do you think that, I still think he's overpriced at 650 currently. I don't think he's going to last very long at this at this high. Yeah, I mean, you've highlighted some things that I think a lot of people are going to overlook with that card based on the fact that he won't be playing, so he won't get upgrades based on his... Uh, appearances and then the price is just so out there I mean this it's a good card but not relative to its price and this promotion is all about the gamble essentially Uh, a lot of these cards are okay with the potential to be absolutely incredible if they smash it out the park and based off what you just said about Madrid's league form their priority is always the Champions League and I don't think this promo is going to be impacted by Champions League whatsoever, and that Hazard doesn't play. That is a hiding to nothing, paying over half a mil for a card like that, which I don't think you're going to feel half a mil's worth of impact. That is for people who are like hardcore Madrid card collectors, or you know, just big fanboys of Eden Hazard in general. But it's it's not worth the coins when you think. We're out on the precipice of team of the of the season and you could be holding up a, a huge amount of coins, which I only see going down, to be honest, in terms of the, the value invested. Um, that is a big, big gamble for not so much reward. I think there's better spots, better opportunities to get your money in. Uh, and it's not hazard, unfortunately. Yeah, I would agree. Well, what are we saying about the rest of the team? I know 
pretty much the card to be had here is Upa Meccano and probably Ruben Diaz. He looks really good. And Ruben Diaz probably stands the best chance of, of catching multiple upgrades. Probably Upa Meccano as well. But Diego Jota is one that he may not get all the upgrades, but he's very good. He looks very good. He can play striker. He can play center forward or left wing. He's got stats everywhere, everything you want in an attacker. And for just over a quarter million coins at this point, I feel like that could be a relevant upgrade to a lot of people's teams. Has anybody tried any of these cards? I haven't had the pleasure of trying any of them yet. I've got Emre Khan, who's a little bit unremarkable. I mean, he's only 86 rated, but he's loaded with stats. And again, you are paying for the potential of huge upgrades. Dortmund being in excellent form at the moment. Um, so I'm... I'm convinced something good will come of that. It's just not, doesn't feel great right now. A little bit slow, a little bit clunky, um, but prepared to play the long game with that one. Um, I think this is a really good promotion just for taking punts at the lower end because some of these that are going between 20 and 50k are going to be 200, 300k cars with a couple of upgrades like Vimmer, Matoma from Brighton, who is in unreal form in real life at the moment, has every chance of getting close to maximum upgrades. There's some really good value out there if you're prepared to play the long game and wait it out. If you need instant impact, then you've got to pay closer to a mil, unfortunately. So it's all about whatever your priorities are with this promo. But there's there's plenty of good spots to get your money involved. I like the look of uh, Ben Asif from AC Milan. I think that would be a really good, um, aggressive but good ball-playing CDM. And if you've got Charles de Ketelaire, for example, you know, good link to that one. Or if you've done Ben Rama in one of the, the, the promos recently, you've got those Algerian links as well. So there's there's plenty of opportunity for people to sort of spread their money around. Um, and you don't necessarily have to go in at the super high end to get value out of this one. I think there's plenty to be got from you know, just putting a few coins away and just sitting on for a couple of weeks and seeing what happens. Well, Paul, if you were, let's say you had 500,000 coins sitting in your club right now and you're looking at this team, somebody put a gun to your head and said you had to buy one player, who would you pick up? I'd probably go for Lorienti from team one, I think. Um, oh, he's already up a bit now. He's got a 35k, but he were, he were cheaper and he's in outstanding form. He'll probably get three or four upgrades. Um, Did you see him smash up um, Roma the other night? He got he got three in it the other day. That's <laughs> unbelievable. It's a shame he, he wasn't already getting upgrades on those performances. But yeah, Matt's already nailed it. The value is in the cheaper cards that you know they're almost sort of fodder prices, so they get a couple of upgrades and the you you guaranteed with them. I think it was. Um, Trimmel from last week is still not it's ex- still not expensive. Now he's actually a decentish card. I've used him um, a little bit. Um, he's good. Fernando were all right as well. So these cards, uh, if you've got coins sat there and you're not doing with them, doing anything with them, you know you can you can go buy a few. Some of them are already up. Jota seems. Really, really cheap. He was two seventy at weekend. I think two sixty is lows, um, and even at two ninety, um, it just seems it just seems cheap. He's probably going to end up being a ninety one, 
maybe even a 92. Um, Five-star weak foot, four-star skill moves. Liverpool is, yeah, it just seems really cheap. When you look at, like I say, you look at Hazard, Hazard at 650. Um, and I know he's got a bit more of a name as Hazard, but yeah, I would um, buy a Jota. I probably won't buy anything at the moment, apart from the cheaper ones, until we know what's going on on Thursday. What about the heroes in Team 2? Do we like the player selection there? I do. We've got some all right cards there. Coit's a good card. Alawarian. He's ridiculously priced. People were paying like 10 mil for him this weekend, which is now just under 4 mil. So if you just lost 6 mil on that card this weekend, you're you're an idiot, let me tell you. If you bought that card this weekend for 10 mil, hit me up because you need help. Um, Marquez is the one that's going to be, or is already, a beast. 90 rated centre back. He's got over 80 pace now. Um, he's still 470, 480. But that card terrorises me. Not that one, the World Cup one. Whenever I play against him, he just. He's, he's coming for that ball and he's taking it no matter what you do. He just comes and takes. So I am going to have a go with that card at some point just because. Like I say, he gives me nightmares. Did I tell you I packed him? Did you pack him? I didn't tell you guys that I packed the World Cup, Marquez. Oh, you did pack the World Cup one, yeah. You got him from a player pick, didn't you? Yeah, the last SBC, the PP. Yeah, yeah. And have you used him? I have. He's a great upgrade on gold Marquinhos, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I imagine flash, he but... is quite a decent upgrade <laughs> on gold Marquinhos. I had been waiting to upgrade for a, a reasonable cost and turns out I didn't have to spend anything other than a little bit of fodder. So got lucky. All the other picks were complete dog shit. So this one was, it was a dub from, from a player pick from my perspective. I wasn't excited about it at first, but then I realized he can move from CDM to center back. And I said, well, that's perfect. And have you enjoyed him? Has it been, has it been good for you? Yeah. He's not quite as good as I remember, you know, Lucio being, but then again, Lucio's in another tier altogether, which is fair. But for what he costs, I think he's fantastic at center back with decent links being La Liga. So, Matt, where are you at with these heroes? Yeah, I think these are like super premium for the most part, aren't they? These are proper bankroll yeah. busting cards. Not many people are going to get a sniff of these. Um, perhaps with the exception of the two strikers, Papan and, and Morientes, who are both going to be very effective cards in their own right. But you really want some of these ones getting onto a million plus, right? I think one that I think is going to go under the radar a little bit and you probably won't see so much of because their league association is the Eredivisie is Dirk Kout. That car is a pain in the arse. It's got like super high work rates, just chases you all over the pitch and is you know really good at winning the ball back despite you know generally being an attacking player. That one... You mean Dirk Coit? That, that guy, yeah. That is... a even if you're not building an Eredivisie team or doing anything with Dutch connections, if you could have a car like that on the bench to bring on in, like, say, the 60th minute, just to run the other team down, and I guess the same would go for uh, a G-Sung Park as well. It's that kind of player. Just chaser, big physical presence, just 
getting in the passing lanes, intercepting the ball, winning it back, starting off attacks and, and decent in attack as well. That is a card I I would very much like to have in a realistic point of view. I'm not going to get Dina Tarley. I'm not going to get Alawaran, unfortunately, as much as I would love to have them. Um, Gosh, so expensive. Yeah, and I see a lot of people talking shit about Alawaran, saying it's the most like OP, undeserving card relating to its ability in the game. And I think that's very harsh. I mean, I used its normal hero version right at the beginning of the game. I thought it was like the best thing I've used all season. The impact it had was incredible. And just because a lot of people don't know much about his career, they're kind of poo-pooing on it. I just think it's nice that we've got, you know, different type of meta cards than we have every other year where it's the same icons. I think these cards, if they get a few boosts, these are going to be the, the go-to cards in the game. These are the ones we're all going to be shooting for. And it's different. You know, the end game is going to be very different to what we've seen in previous years. And I like that a lot, even if it's not cards I get to use, which more than likely won't. It'll be nice to see different cards knocking around the pitch come the end of the season. And you know, these are, are definitely aspiring to be those kind of cards. Yeah. And I like to follow Mike LaBelle's TikTok and he's always at these pro events, right? So he's, he always asks the pros, you know, like best striker in foot, best this and that. Well, when they talk about the fastest player in foot, he went through and asked them almost every single person, hands down, said Alaroyan or however the fuck you say it. He is the fastest card in the game, despite, you know, you can have several cards with 99 pace, but some just feel faster. Like throughout the history, like Lozano, for whatever reason, has just felt like he had 110 pace. You know, for those in-game cards, you know, the, the high-rated Lozano's was always a terror to deal with, especially when he comes on late in the game. I just can't fathom spending 4 million coins on a card that's not really going to give much chemistry to my team. Despite, you know, these cards always will be on three chemistry, which is great. But if you're a chemistry merchant, like so many people still are, he's not doing anything for you in your squad. But if you get him untradeable, of course, that'd be great. But I just can't endorse spending 4 million coins on a card like that, especially with foot birthday around the corner and team of the season knocking on the door. Do, do you think it's worth spending 4 million coins? And, you know, while I'm on my rant, the first half of this FIFA cycle, it did seem like if you bought cards, you certainly were going to lose coins. But doesn't it feel like the script has been flipped? Like over the last six to seven weeks, if you bought cards, you're making coins. At the high end. Because of the yeah, rarity. I think people who, who still sort of buy in at this sort of 100k level are getting punished every week. They get further and further away from getting any kind of value later on in the game. And it's kind of how they make you buy more FIFA points is they... They get you at a price point that you're kind of obliged to buy into, and by the time you want to change them out, they're they're worth so much less. So you can't keep up with the big boys. But yeah, if you're in the top end of the market, that's hold steady for longer than I can ever remember. And you know, a promo like this might change that a little bit. This is a changing of the guard. We've gone from World Cup heroes being big time meta to what well, they still are, but these ones are the ones that everyone really wants now. Is he worth four mil? There's very few cards that have ever really been worth it, but when you you at the the very highest end of the game and you're a, you know a competitive player, the incremental gains are so much more expensive than getting to that first initial level of of brilliance in a card. When you you get into say going from four star to four and a half star to five star rated players, let's say 
the jump between four to four and a half and then four and a half to five is massive. So is he worth it? No. But will you get huge amounts of impact? Probably. And if you think you can't get what he brings to the table in any other player, then it's kind of priceless, right? There's, there's not many players that behave like he does. I think because of him as well and just how his build is, he just strides past people. So if you get if you get good with him, you know you keep him keep him forever. He's gonna be he's gonna be a card that's gonna be probably the fastest card all the way to the end of the game just because just because of how he's built. Um, that's a good point about keeping him forever because I think we said it was either last week or the week before we were talking about the rarity of Team of the Year Mbappe and that there's basically none of them out there. But I might, why would, if you want to play this game, why would you ever sell it? That's as good as it gets. You know, there's, there's zero point selling an Mbappe. You, you've, you've hit the end of the game. You've completed it. Why would you get rid of it? And the same with this one. Can you imagine, we're saying right now that he's expensive at four mil. Can you imagine if, Cristiano Ronaldo gets a team of the season and there's like uh, Talisca gets a team of the season and you throw him in with the league links with Al Aran, how expensive that card's going to get beyond four mil. It's going to go up to 10 again, easy, like where, where it started, no problem. Yeah, the rarity really does speak volumes. Look at uh, team of the tournament Mbappe. He was approaching extinct. I don't know if they adjusted his price range, but he was over 7 million, whereas he was what? four to five million at one point, I believe. And now he's up to seven. So it's, and that's an old card by foot standards, right? I mean, he's been out for months and he's still just creeping up because there's so few of them out there. So it's kind of, uh, they've kind of changed the game a little bit in, in regardings to buying these big players. And I'm not sad about it because I, I was one of the first people to sit here and bitch about the rarity of these cards and how, you know, Nobody can get their hands on them, but at least if you were willing to throw it out there and buy those cards, you're being rewarded for it in a sense. So you're being able to spend your coins, use the card, and he retains value. To me, that's what you want when you when you purchase these big cards because you shouldn't be penalized and losing millions the day you buy him. So I think that's a good thing uh, if I'm going to find a silver lining in the rarity of these cards. We were talking about players that we want to see, we put out a poll, not really a poll, but a question on Twitter and the discord asking people, you know, what cards would they like to see as special cards that haven't gotten one yet? Mets had this idea. This was a good thing to do. And we got quite a few responses. The first one we got was from Jeeves United. He says he wants to see a David De Gea. Has David De Gea had a really great season so far this year? I mean, I haven't really been watching United. He got seven knocked past him other week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He should get like some sort of record breaker for that, maybe. Yeah. I'm sorry for that, Pompeo and Jason. I, I I threw that out there on purpose. I got to help it, sorry. No, you you played it well. What about uh, Mason Greenwood? Mm, no, I don't think we'll be seeing him in foot anytime soon. Unfortunately, I, I have to say though that was put out there by Savage Prime. If that makes any sense, Savage indeed. Pompeo wants to see a Scott McTominay. I'm kissing a trend in here. All we're getting is United players or players with United history here. Yeah, I've had my conspiracy theory about certain types of players in this game never getting special cards. McTominay and Maguire are two cards that if they got juiced, you know, even quite a bit, not like to the max, but a reasonable amount, they'd be pretty unstoppable given their physical attributes. You very rarely get a, a special Harry Maguire I think we've maybe had 
worn in form that Tom and A at a very low rating at some point in the last couple of years. Those cars would do some damage if they got, like, say, the star team of the week upgrade. I think that would do damage to the market that EA don't want to happen. So I don't think we'll... Did he get a showdown last year, which were really, really good? I think he might have done, actually. Yeah, now you mention it. That's a, a suitable enough gamble, though. Can you imagine him going into, like, team of the week and just, like, being unstoppable because they upgrade into, like, 88 or something? I feel like we're going to get those cards uh, are on the horizon um, where they're giving these big boosts now for Team of the Weeks where we're going to get some random cards that EA haven't been, you know, not purposefully, but they'll give them a boost. People will start using them and they'll just be nuts. But it like Orsic of the year, which were just like a bit of a random Team of the Week card, but people absolutely loved it and it was great. It was so fast, really good dribbling. Um, and yeah, they're going to land on one of those, one of these weeks where, you know, first couple of days, it'll be 15k, 20k. And then there's going to get some hype behind it and one of the, they'll take off. Um, but I like what they're doing with this team of the week. They're, they're giving some cards, nice boosts, making them actually usable and great value. Yeah, I think so. I've actually got a couple of team of the weeks in my team for the last two weeks and you don't see it very often, to be honest, but you know, I've got uh, the 87 Sambo and Gisa, who's fantastic. And you know, I sang the praises of Orsolini last week, who you know, has no right to be as good as he is for an 86, but it just, just works. So you know, don't poo poo them just because, you know, we're all a bit fatigued of team of the week. You know, check them out. See how they might fit the way you play. You know, examine the upgrades carefully, see if it's worth it. But like this week, for example, um, Griezmann got a very nice third um, team of the week, I want to say. And the incremental grades to his overall stats with all the traits that card always comes with makes that a very intriguing card for the price, I think. So, yeah, we shouldn't dismiss team of the week outright anymore it's it's getting to where it needs to be whether it should be what's always tied to weekend league is a different argument but it's becoming relevant again which is nice to see and I would be uh, I had to include this one because George wants him but Josh Sargent I wouldn't be against that hell of a player nice hair and along the lines of those they think it's going to move many packs so no probably not but it's a player that people could afford and use and, and enjoy, I think, because Americans would love to use him and he's prim. So I would, I would give him a shot if he was available. Westy. is not prem. He's not prem. Oh, they're not they in the prim this year, prem. are they? They're not quite. Sorry, George, not, that wasn't on not, purpose. No, they've, um, Apologies. Throwing <laughs> shots at George there. Sorry. I'd still use him, George. Don't worry. Sorry. I would actually just thought, He's actually, he'll actually have a good build. Like, I think one of those cards that gets a good boost, um, like I said, that could be one of the cards that sort of pops up in a team of the week or something, and they give them a, an 86 or an 87. They're actually cracked. What about Trussard? I saw Westy posted in the Discord. 
said that he thinks he should get a record breaker for being the first player in EPL history with three assists in the first half of an away game. I mean, that's very detailed stats. That's a nice stat, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very, very. That's like, that's like a baseball stat. Yeah. First guy to get three hits in two different positions in yeah. three different games in February. Hmm. He's a nice little player, Trossard, and I had his um, red pick from a very early team of the week right at the beginning of the season, and at that stage of the game, it was really nice. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be against seeing that, and he's, he's kind of taking the reins of being that sort of left-sided Belgian winger over Hazard these days, so maybe he should have got that card instead of Hazard in, in the latest promo. That would have been cool. Maybe so. Nicky Hotsticks wants a usable CR7. Nikki, I'm telling you, I got absolutely skull-fucked the other day by that rule-breaker CR7. He is usable. He is still usable. He's still very good. And he's affordable, relatively. So if you haven't tried him, give him a try. I'm sure you have because Nikki's got coins that go deep. So maybe he wants an upgraded usable version. Maybe. We'll see. James Brown got in touch with us via Twitter and said that he wants a Partey from Arsenal. Partey is always a solid midfielder, and I don't know what he's done this season. He says he's had an unbelievable season, so give Partey a card. That's a good midfielder to use. I'd like to see a Cucurella. I feel like Cucurella's been very good for Chelsea since he showed up this year, and he kind of reminds me. Really? I think he's a fucking workhorse, dude. He's always, he's everywhere. He's He's been fucking shit. He has not been shit. Dude, are you (laughs) chill? We're watching the same game. Chillwell is very, yeah. He's awful. Chilwell is definitely the number one left back at, at, at Chelsea now. I don't think like he might even get a special card this week. Ch- Cucurella is, is a liability at, at Chelsea's level because he, he goes forward though. Him, I mean, Chilwell doesn't play as forward well, as you've much. Got to, you've got to be able to defend as well. It, it works both ways. Unfortunately, he is not good for you defensively. I feel like Chil- Chilwell's an out and out defender though. I feel like Cucurella, he's an overall beast everywhere on the pitch. He's forward. He's midfield. He's back. And he's the entire game. Oh, he's I, running. I rate his, his, his work rate, no problem. But he, I don't think he's at Chelsea's level, unfortunately. You know, he was outstanding for Brighton. End of story. Well, maybe not now, but we've, we've spent like a trillion dollars on players since we've brought in Cucurella, So, If they were going to give him a special card, it would be nice if they came up with something that was you know, very well-rounded, like when Marcus Alonso used to get them. See, and that's what I was going to say. He, he reminds me of the... Good at everything. They're trying to use him in the same role as they did Marcos Alonso, and he's not quite there. I do miss Alonso. No, he's not physical enough. No. Marcos Alonso is like six foot three and yeah. as good going forward as he is defending. So He was great on set pieces. Very unique player. Yeah. Lucas Lucina says he wants a Quaresma. Did I say that right? Quaresma. Quaresma. Is he still in the... Where's he playing? Oh, he's in Nashville, right? He went to MLS. Really? I think so. I love Charisma. Yeah. He used to play as the Turkish League, I believe, right? And he is a legit Travella player. Travella. So Shiza. they could max him out on that and, and be very useful. Mm. Paul, did you have one? Have I got one? Taliska? I want to say that banging Taliska card. I've got his, his red, his team of the week. He's had a special um, card then. There you go. I know he has, but he's not really that special. I want, you know what I want? No, I don't want much. I just want like a 92 five-star skills Taliska. Is that fair? 
I don't think anybody would argue with that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a lot to ask. Yeah, if you listen to this podcast, you don't. I know you don't. But if you did, Taliska, I do lots of things for a Taliska. What kind of things? Anything really? Pretty gross. Yeah, it is. Oh, it would. Why be. don't you give us a market update? High end of high. <laughs> Everything else is pretty low. Um, that's fucking shit. But no, I was, that's brilliant. We're talking about we're talking about it in the Discord a little bit earlier. Like we had a bit of a or a lot of a drop uh, when we got the leaks for the Team One Heroes. Uh, what it two weeks ago now? Some cards like Enkunku dropped to two point four mil. He's up at three point four now. Bellingham dropped all the sort of high end cards that everybody wants dropped for like a day. Some some didn't even drop for a day. Some dropped for like two hours. Um, but people realise that these cards are getting boosted until seven. Uh, eligible for upgrades till 17th and then we've got international break so they're a long a long way away so people just went and bought the cards back and they're back up to where they were now um we will get it all depends what's coming this week we're we're looking like we're gonna have foot birthday because it is actually it is actually the birthday on sunday the official birthday is sunday but these cards come out of packs on wednesday i believe so we're going to have Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday night with nothing in pack. So I am expecting a loading screen and maybe a foot birthday swaps, maybe, or or something like that, or a little mini release for a day or so, like a little re-release for a day or two, maybe, I don't know. I mean, swaps is one of the best things to keep people grinding, keep them engaged, keep them coming back every day, right? Yeah, yeah. But foot birthday is huge. You might get some panic if we get some big leaks for foot birthday, but this this market's just re- resilient. Like, it just keeps bouncing back. And like I said, before team of the year, stuff just... Stuff just dropped out of packs. Some weeks you get the odd cards that did well out of packs, but most stuff early game we'll just crap when it goes out of packs. But like we say, the rarity of these cards now and the fact that everybody on the game is after a small group of cards just sends them, sends them to the moon. You know, we might have, I don't know, I'm guessing here, 20 cards maybe that everybody would like in the team. You've got a lot of people wanting those cards and most of them aren't in packs anymore so they're only gonna you know hold value or or rise even mm. I try to think of it in terms of like American food so like if all they gave us was single cheeseburgers every day and then every now and then they throw you a double cheeseburger and every now and then they throw you a triple cheeseburger those triple cheeseburgers are gonna cost a lot of money man you gotta pay up if you want that that triple meat Imagine if they throw you like a, a, a McChicken sandwich after you've been, been eating all those fucking cheeseburgers for months. 
Then they throw you a nice taste little chicken sandwich. And then, once in a blue moon, the McRib is back. There you go. That is... Boom. Your, your hero, Aloarian. He is the McRib. He's your McRib. <laughs> Not much substance. <laughs> Not much substance, but looks great. You got to get it while it's hot, man. Get it while it's hot. Why don't they just sell the McRib all year round? I don't get it. Because then it wouldn't be special, this right? This is a reward system I can get on board with, by the way. If I could win a double quarter pounder in weekend <sighs> league every week, I'd be there solidly. Well, yeah. why, why not call it a half pounder? It sounds so much better. Yeah. I don't know. It's Americans, isn't it? They, want the, the, they, don't, know what, they don't know what two quarter pounders makes. I mean, no how many kilos is that? <laughs> no offense. They're like two quarters. Huh? That's better than a, a half a pound. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> like better than a half pound. Uh, let's talk about gameplay. We haven't touched on gameplay in a long time. We're mostly just content and shit talking based podcast. But what have you guys been doing formation wise? Mets, what is your go to formation at this point in the game? You know the answer to this. I'm still rocking the same system that I've been playing for most of the year because I still really enjoy it. But what I'm getting different out of it, I'm experimenting with players somewhat out of position. So what I find is if if you imagine my 4-2-3-1 and you might think that the central cam is there to serve up the striker, right? Whereas I find whether it's due to my commands or just how things work out in, in gameplay, that it's the striker feeding the cam a lot of the time. So I've started playing Paul Pogba at striker to incredible effect. And De Ketelaire is the supporting cam, but he's usually the beneficiary of Pogba's creativity. And the fact that Pogba's so strong, yet so silky on the ball the five-star skill, so he can get himself in and out of all sorts of weird situations, incredible passing, and you know, a decent goal threat himself. It's really changed the way I play. And I find that we're kind of at this stage of the game now where you have to, as you're going forward, you kind of have to pass it backwards at least once. You, know, you can't just steamroll forward constantly and get in behind like you can in the first few weeks of the game. It's usually the first pass in the opponent's half goes to one of your strikers and the second one always has to go backwards to sort of unpin yourself from world-class CDMs or God centre-backs like Ramos and Van Dyke. So having someone there like Pogba who can hold the ball up, spin off them, create chances for it, it just works so well. And the problem I have is I would like another three or four Pogbas and the other cams <laughs> to make it all tick perfectly. Um, but I'm finding I'm getting the most impact from him and that's, that striker role just works really, really well. So that's been spearheading my enjoyment in the game and you know, getting me good results as well. Paul, what formation do you rock in these days? I'm still rocking the four triple three, fifth variation, um, which is... <laughs> triple three? It's <laughs> a bit of a cheat. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I've that's why I've been getting fourteen wins. I'm doing quarter pounder math over here. I was gonna say you're doing triple cheeseburgers again, aren't you? Four, <laughs> four three three fifth variation. Um, the McRib variation. I just 
I just like it. It's a fun formation. But this last week or so, I have been using the... Um, don't, don't kill me for this. Don't slay me. I'm not a rat. Three, four, two, one. That's not ready. It is ratty. It's not. Any three back to me is it not is. ready. When you defend, you've got five at the back. So is the three five two ready? Yes. I disagree. Any three or five backs ratty. No. You're defending with five people. <laughs> That's the only way to combat these narrow formations sometimes, man. Yeah. So many people play narrow this Just year, play. especially with a lot of people playing the four three two one like myself. If somebody goes to a three back and they've got three pacey center backs, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Just just be in trouble. Don't be a rat. Just be miserable. <laughs> Don't be a rat. Just, just just suffer for your own. But no, I am I have been playing it and it's it's uh, it's been very different. Like I initially struggled to link my centre backs with a midfield, but I've sussed that you have to move the ball quickly. Um and there's just so many players going forward. There's always an extra pass. Um, and it's it's been quite successful for me. But the thing that I've started doing again this weekend, which I'd not been doing for a while, I got out of the habit of it when I was trying to get good at timed finishing, um, was low drivens. And I've gone back to them this weekend. And they're just so freaking good, man. Yeah. Low driven finesses, low driven travellers, low driven just anything low driven just spaz its keeper out. It does. Um and they go in. And these certain players just seem to like it's almost like they've got a tray and they just seem to do them and do them so well. Uh but yeah, it's been fun this weekend. The gameplay has been fucking horrible. Like I thought my controller were broken. George said the same thing. I've heard a few people on Twitter saying that they'd been like updating the controllers because they thought it were that and it had just been rough. But outside of weekend league in rivals and friendlies, I've, I've had loads of fun. But I, I have, you do get bored with formations, don't you? So I have been getting a little bit bored with that, um, four, three, three, um, and tried other things. But I find myself just going back to it just because of it's it's just a little bit a little bit different. And I've been trying new cards. I used Modric this weekend and I bought Courtois. And that team of the year, Courtois is really good. I don't really like spending on goalkeepers, but yeah, he's he's nuts. But Modric, I feel like he's so cheap compared to the some of the other team of the year midfielders and I've used Jude and I've used uh, KDB but Modric is passing it's perfect it's like even his normal passes just seem to have a little bit of sting in them like they're driven almost they just get to where they're going or you'll you'll play through balls and you think fucking all that were a bad pass and it gets there do you know what I mean like some of those passes where sometimes you press the through ball and you're like Oh fuck! Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, they're going to intercept it, and somebody just gets on end of it because it's Modric. Um, and I have sold him because that's what I do usually. 
um, which hadn't worked well for me this year because this market since team of the year, it's absolutely f- ruined me, like selling cards. Not ruined me because I always make sure I get a bit of a good deal and then sell when they're a bit higher, but I should have just held some of these cards. But I've sold him thinking we're going into foot birthday. Let's see what comes. And he's already down a bit, actually. So I'll probably bring him back because he links with Vinny as well, who... Mm. I don't know how much Vinny is now. He's probably about 10 mil, the Team of the Year Honourable Mentions, but he is so, so good. Something else as well. I used to say that chemistry didn't matter, um, and I don't think it necessarily has a huge impact, but I've gone from playing Vinny on one, on no chemistry, to playing him on three because I had Modric and Courtois and he's been phenomenal this weekend. His finishing just seemed more consistent. It just seemed a better card. Um, and it's it's hard to tell just from one weekend, but I'm putting it down to the chemistry. Well, clearly it matters to some degree because look at Ginola. People are paying, what, seven, eight yeah. million more than his other card for a plus two? which is basically yeah. what chemistry gives you, in a sense. And that chemistry give, takes uh, Vinny from a 91 left wing to a 94 left wing with a dead eye, which I've been using, so... He's 2.7, uh, by the way. 2.7. Yeah. So, if, if, yeah, you put it in those terms, that's probably making like a 1.1 mil card to a 2.7 mil card, having that extra chemistry, so... It's like the price of two McRibs. Really? My Modric and Courtois? My Modric and Courtois were free then, weren't they, really, if I've just saved two mil by getting him some chemistry? Is that how it works? Basically, yeah. <laughs> Quick math with Rosie. Yeah. Two McRibs. What about your chances, your chance creation and your scoring? Uh, Mets, you mentioned earlier you have to almost make a pass backwards before you can continue to go forwards. I've found that to be true more this year than any other year. It's unless yeah. you've just got way better players than your opponent and you can just outright outpace him from start to finish. It's very difficult to go from one end to the other, just full stop all the way forward. What I've noticed yeah. this year more than any other year is I used to be really bad about focusing my play through the center and playing super direct. And I noticed this year when I looked at the heat map of my possession, I'm basically hugging the wings, playing balls in and back out, in and back out. And almost all of my goals come from cutbacks or crosses. It's very rare that I send a through ball up to the center forward or, or a striker and he just pings it in. Those are super rare compared to you know what I used to do. Are you noticing kind of the same thing? Yeah, and I think one of the reasons for that is the game has made it very easy for players to get hold of, you know, absolutely galaxy shatteringly good CDMs and centre backs. So as soon as you start playing a ball towards your most furthest and central forward, generally, they're already closing them down and about to clatter you the second you turn to face goal. So you have to fa- have keep your back to them, and if you're using a more diminutive striker let's say a Ben Yedder, for example, someone like that who we've all had in our teams at some point or another, you can't just receive the ball and turn forward and run with it. You'll get destroyed. You have to 
either hold it up if you're using a physically able striker, say like a Veghorst or whatever, or you have to send the pass back. And then that brings the CDM or centre back out of position. And you can then start opening them up with your traditional, you know, good pass and move play or if you're a good dribbler, that kind of thing. But yeah, if early on in the game, you're kind of given a little bit of uh, margin for error when you play a ball into a forward and because the defender's a little bit slower and not so aggressive, they don't have the high interception rates. There's probably like that split second where you can receive the ball, turn and face and run towards goal. You just can't do that now. You'll just get absolutely hammered from behind and e- give an easy interception away. So yeah, the ball forward, especially if you're going down the middle, has to be uh, countered with one pass back, which then opens up so many more possibilities because their players then go out of position. And you can get a good look at your your radar or whatever you see on the screen and see where that gap has emerged, where they've pulled one or maybe even two players out of their sort of standard position to try and close down the reception of that pass. And it'll just happen throughout the game constantly, particularly if they're using, you know, your Vieiras, your Hullets, your Fafanas, you know, those type of big burly midfielders, they just absolutely gobble you up if you try and turn and face them. They just devour the space. So, yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you in terms of what you're observing. And I think it's more prevalent this year than perhaps any other, although I think it's always been there. Once we get to a certain stage, this becomes the norm and, and the gameplay changes accordingly, which is where um, good, neat, passing, ticky-tacker type players will, will start to dominate more because what seems to be something in terms of the advantage going towards a defensive player by having you know, aggressive, good intercepting players, they would think they were getting benefit from that. It eventually becomes a weakness when they start playing against really good players because their players go all over the place and can be more easily manipulated by people who are good at retaining the ball, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. And one more thing to touch on as far as playing in the midfield. If you play, sometimes I'll have to send a pass into the CDM in my own half. And if I lose possession in my own half or my own third, God forbid, in the midfield, I'm almost certainly conceding a goal. It's... The way the attackers are this year, especially your, your high-end attackers like your Mbappes, the way they pounce on loose balls, you're basically forced into a 1v1 immediately. So you have to either be super aggressive with the center back and cut his feet out from under him, take the foul, or just be really, really good at defending, be really patient and composed and let some guys recover or just concede the goal. It, it's very frustrating, but that's why I try not to ping the ball back inside in, in my own third. And Pompeo was watching me streaming the other day it was just before halftime. It was tied. It was a really sweaty game. And I had the ball. I got. I made a tackle, got the ball in my own third. And instead of just kicking it out of bounds because I didn't have a passing outlet, I tried to kick it back to the keeper. And the striker just got this burst of speed, pinged it in, gave up a goal right before halftime, and I was fucking pissed. But it was my own fault. So I knew better, and I did it anyway, and I paid the price. Paul, are you noticing the same kind of trends in gameplay? Yeah, um, something I have noticed a lot recently is crossing. Um, people are crossing a lot more, and it seems to be getting more and more week on week. I think people are actually going out of the way and getting full backs and wingers with great crossing and putting big guys like Weghurst or um, 
you know, Cantona, those type of cards in the middle. Because I've, I've even been doing it myself, um, like firing them into Mbappe and just, I'm not very good header of the ball. So I'll just shield and he'll just bring it down and volley it in. Uh, so if you're not crossing it, start crossing a little bit more because there's so many extra goals there in in crosses that you know I've not really done that much of before, but it's getting me extra goals for sure. Um, a lot of my goals that come from down the middle are usually sort of trying to go down the wing recycling it back inside then sort of playing a ball into feet into the box and then either a reverse elastico or a roulette from there and I get quite a lot of goals from that and I'm not a great skiller by any stretch of the imagination but that's where I get a lot of my fun now because I've only sort of learnt to skill back end of last year um, and into this year and I'm scoring loads of goals from that which is always fun um, I'm sure George gets pissed off just with random and they're not even good do you know what I mean but they're good for me so I'm sending them and George is probably looking at them thinking why the fuck's he sent me this goal and he probably studies it for 10 minutes thinking why has he sent this and then he's like oh yeah well done Paul you've done a fucking reverse elastic on scored congratulations everybody else has been doing that for the last fucking 10 years you dick yeah, well, you caught up with everybody. That's good. Yeah, I've caught Friday, up, man. yeah. Well, sometimes I've caught up. Sometimes it fucking ball just flies off into row Z when I try and do an elastico and I've played balling, but, you know. There's always that one guy when you play pro clubs, too. The, the guy who wants to play forward and you give him the ball and he wants to do like seven skill moves before he just fluffs it and loses the possession of the ball and everybody gets yeah. pissed off. That's probably yeah, going to be yeah. you if you play pro clubs. No, no, I don't do that. I don't do it in co-op either. Like, I don't really skill much in co-op. I just try and just pass the ball because... It's not worse is than fucking up and just being like, oh, Speaking sorry. of um, one thing where this might have been something that people have been doing since the dawn of time, but it's something I've more recently added to my repertoire, is using the power shot fake, which power shots have been part of my sort of games from very early on. I like the mechanic of it, but I've always just really started adding feints in. So if you go back to that gameplay scenario that I was just describing about pinging it to a striker and then making sure the first pass is, is going back, occasionally you're going to have to be patient. You build up play, knock it between CDMs and your cams just to try and goad people out of position and build up so you're a little bit closer to their penalty area. And every now and then they'll just give you a little bit more time on the ball where you think you could go for a power shot here and, and then all of a sudden Vieira comes out of nowhere and grabs the ball. So develop the habit of going for the, the power shock fake and the feint that that creates is way more powerful than a normal shoot cancel. Creates a lot more space. So if you can try and add that into your game, you can create some unique um, gameplay scenarios for yourself with a little bit more penetration if you're you know, a good pass and mover by doing that. Or if you've got someone who can do a power shot but is also good enough on the ball where they can just take that feint and then dribble into the box with the space that's opened up for them. You should get some good opportunities from that. More penetration. Yeah. Who doesn't like more penetration? Always. Yeah. Alas's ears just pricked up then. Um, I, <laughs> I've had um, a fair few people doing the 
power shot fakes. I don't know if it's one of the big content creators has started doing it a little bit more or somebody's done a video on it, but this weekend there were quite a few and it's it's so frustrating as well because people who are good at power shots, you can't give them an inch. Um, so you, you're already, if somebody starts firing those power shots up, you're already a little bit on edge. Um, so you're flying into them and then before you know it, they're faked, you've gone round it and just knocked one in. So it is, it is a really good uh, tool to have in the yeah. in It the takes box. Um, a little bit of practice, but once you've done it a few times and you'll, you'll find the usefulness of it. Can you tell people how and to do it, Matt? So it's just like doing a shoot cancel. So if you charge up your power shot and then basically press shoot pass, that's how I do my, my fake shots, it'll just pull you straight out of the, the power shot. But the faint action that it creates is more severe than a normal shoot cancel, hence creating you more space. And because we're kind of using these end game ish players now where a lot of them will have very high shot power, very high long shot attributes, they have to be blocked or intercepted. You can't take the risk of them getting the shot off. So as Riety was saying, people will charge you down quite severely and, and with urgent intent. And if they even miss, you have the opportunity to score from the power shot. Or if you're savvy enough to go for the, the shoot cancel and they've got a CDM charging at you, goes flying out of the way because you've just nipped it around them. It really does open things up for you really well. So definitely something worth practicing if you're looking for something, a new string to add to your bow, so to speak. You guys are fucking sweaty, man. Well, we've gone over an hour this week and we didn't get to get to community questions and I've got to get to work. We'll have to get to those next week. Sorry about that. But anything else you guys want to add before we close? Oh, tonight's SBC. We've got an SBC tonight. Um, for fantasy... I don't even know how to say his name. Angel. Angel Gomes. Angel Gomes. Gomez. Angel Gomez. Angel Gomez. Angel Gomez. From England. England <laughs> doesn't sound very English to me. <laughs> it sounds quite <laughs> Spanish, Portuguese, maybe. If he was, he would have like two middle names. It would be like Angel Ricardo Lucio Gomez. Gomez. With, with an H. Anyways, let's end it. It's getting kind of awkward. Thanks for listening this week. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us in the link in the show notes. If you're not in the Discord, click the link in the Discord. Paul, Matt, thanks again for joining us. George, thanks for all the things you do in the background. And thanks to all the supporters who are constantly supporting us. You guys, we had a bunch of new signups over the last few weeks. We really appreciate you guys. And continue to stay involved. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want to talk about. And we'll make it so. We'll talk to you guys next week. Podcast Network.